time to rise and grind. Success and happiness aren't just handed to us. We've got to work for it. We always got to remember where it comes from, from up above, and give God all the glory. to the RG4 Podcast. I'm Wes Cordell. I'm Carissa Cordell. It's good to have you today. Absolutely. Thank you for spending a few moments with us um, here on our, our second episode uh, of the RG4 Podcast. And like I said, it, you know, there's no telling what's going to happen in these next 15 minutes or so and um, you know what we're going to talk about. But what, what we're going to try to get to and focus on is we're going to kind of walk through the book, the first mm-hmm. uh, first few episodes of this. And so the, the first chapter of the book is called Life Doesn't Play Fair. Boy, do we know that. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, I think as parents, we're always trying to um, find the fairness with the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, and, you know, they play a game mm-hmm. or whether it's basketball. And especially if you have kids that are, Share. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you have kids that are, um, you know, age different. You know, like, so Keaton is 11, 11 and Connor is 8, mm-hmm. and Joel is 6. And oh. so... Yeah, I, remember, I don't know how old I am, but I, I can generally get their ages. Um, and so um, the, the, the thing about it is, like when you play basketball or baseball, whatever, well, Keaton is pretty much, he's dominantly way better than the other two because he's, he's older, he's bigger, mm-hmm. he's faster. Now Connor's right. coming along. Um, but, you know, it's always a fairness issue, mm-hmm. you know. And so when we get at the school or whatever, they try to put them in, you know, somewhat of fairness. Make teams that are fair. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and um, you know, so that way it's, it's somewhat competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, I, and while I think that's good, I think it could also, you know, it's also somewhat detrimental when it comes to life, right? Because life doesn't play fair. Can I get an amen? Somebody know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, but, you know, it, it's, not a, it's not about rich or poor or it's not about, you know, whether you're a trust fund kid or you're a blue-collar, you know, family. Um, you know, it doesn't matter really what we've mm-hmm. seen is everybody deals with things, you know, in their lives, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, holy smokes, I didn't think he would be dealing with that. That's right. And life, it's not just even that. It goes a step further to spirituality. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. So it doesn't yeah. matter if you're a Christian or a non-Christian. Um, it doesn't even matter. Life is going to happen. Um, everybody has the same chance, uh, you know, for cancer or for a house burning down or for a missing your mailman whatever it may be there's all situations in life where things are not fair and there's no benchmark of it's going to happen this way for everyone yeah absolutely and you know i I think you know one one of the things that we've really tried to to you know push is is that everybody gets a fair start right everybody has a fair start a fair chance to, to to get going now what they do with that is it's up to them you know but but life's gonna happen whether it's, it's going to happen to you <laughs> no matter what, mm-hmm. right? And, and as I say in the chapter, you know, life shows up, punches you in the mouth. It's like, what are you going to do about it? You know mm-hmm. I mean? You know, here I am. And, and one of the things that's a challenge I feel like is life doesn't wait. You know, there's, there's a lot of times, again, in games and situations, there's rules and things that are in place, um, you know, uh, like, you know, baseball or football. You know, they do it by age, mm-hmm. right, to try and keep it, you know, where it's similar. But then they even have some additional rules like, all right, if you got a kid that's, you know, really big for his age, well, he's got to play up, right? Because this kid will just run through and murder these little kids, you know? Um, but, you know, life's not that way. Life doesn't wait. There's there's no rule book that tells life, hey, you got to wait until they're 18 years old or 25 years old 
Um, you know, you got to wait until they have a college degree, um, until they're married. They've got a, you know, a thousand dollar emergency fund. They got a nice car, you know, and then you can come and start bringing them problems. Life doesn't do that. You know, life just, like I said, shows up, punches you in the nose and goes, hmm, you know, I'm life. I get to do whatever I want and then runs off and you're, and you're left to deal with the bloody nose and get, get everything righted. You That's know? right, but but that is what is so beautiful about life and about people is that we are so different, and everybody has such different experiences that that's what gives people the flavor that they have. You know, if you've yeah. been through a lot, you might be a little tougher. Um, yeah. If you hadn't been through a lot, you might be sweet and soft, and don't say anything about being that way. So um, we have we have very different life experiences, Wes and I. Um, <laughs> we came from totally different backgrounds. We have still I think probably have a lot of very different ways of approaching the same yeah. topics. Yeah, we're very different. Um, but that makes life in our marriage very fun. Um, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Fun. <laughs> ah, on camera. See? She's abusive. She's abusive, right? No. Um, no, you're absolutely right. You know, I was brought up um, in, in a in a home, um, you know, very, uh, very poor and, um, you know, uh, family, you know, challenges, dr drugs and alcohol. And, and, you know, my dad, I talked about it in the book in chapter one, um, you know, life doesn't play fair, you know, I was in elementary school and, um, you know, just go through the routine every weekend, you know, at the prison, you know, and, and visiting, you know, dad and, and going through that whole cycle. And so, you know, they're, you know, at the prison, eight years old, you know, um, you know, you have something happen and it just, uh, you know, totally changes your life forever, you know? And so in that moment I knew, um, you know, I, I didn't know a lot about God at the time. I didn't know a lot about his word and you know, the promises of God and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And, you know, all these things, you know, that you could get a hold of, you know, um, you know, but at eight years old, you know, Steve and I, my older brother, were out throwing the football and, and uh, you know, just this, you know, saw uh, something. And I talk about it in the book and, and uh, just saw this guy just pounding on his, on his, you know, wife or girlfriend, whoever she was. And, man, we, we, me and Steve just freaked out. You know, we were like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're seeing this. So we, you know, we, we dove under a picnic table and we're just kind of like, you know, Lord, please don't. <laughs> don't let these people see us over here, you know, and you were in the prison, right? We were, we were in, we were there and, uh, you know, and so it was just, it was a crazy situation and so many things going on and, and, you know, it probably happened, you know, like that. It was probably, you know, five, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, you know, what, cause that's a long time, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, especially if you're getting your butt whooped, that's a long time, mm -hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody make them stop. How many of them are there? You know, um, it's just, uh, it was a bad situation and, and, you know, uh, and then, you know, all of a sudden it was over and, you know, Steve and I were like traumatized, you mm -hmm. know, like, oh my God, this is craziness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I told, I remember telling Steve there that day, you know, at eight years old, you know, I was Connor's age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I said, my, my kids will never, you know, ever have to see the, these types of things. And, um, you know, that was, you know, eight years old from that day forward, you know, I'd like to say that was the day that the rise and grind, you know, kind of, kind of grabbed a hold of me. And every mm -hmm. single day, you know, you know, I mean, I say you say every single day, but you know, that from that day forward, there was something that I a can't, driving force right, right. Now yeah. it's not tangible, 
Like I can't point at it like I can point at my beautiful wife and say, this is my beautiful wife, right? Um, there was just something inside of me just driving me every single day, you know, mm-hmm. to, to do better, to do right. better. Because you knew you never wanted to go through that again. And especially, you say in your books, you never wanted your kids to have to see something like that and go through the things that you saw in the prison and, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was something that I, I knew. I said, "Man," I, and like I said, I, I made a declaration that day, and so that's why I talk about, you know, writing things down. You know, you know, and you know, making making a definitive statement. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do. Don't don't say I'm gonna I'm gonna lose weight. That's too vague, and you know, it's not sustainable. You know, put a number to it. I'm gonna lose seven pounds, mm-hmm. right, or seventy pounds, or whatever doesn't matter just just put a number to it so that way you have a specific definitive goal um, and then tell people this is what i'm going to do you know because that brings about some accountability and you know and steve and i've always been you know uh, you know kind of you know there you know um and accountable to one another and so i just told steve i said man my kids are never going to see this um and again so it became a driving force for me uh moving forward And, and then from there you know, having the guards come out and ask us, and we knew, we knew the rule. Snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches, all right? Hashtag, snitches get stitches. And so we were like, oh, not saying nothing, not saying anything, and no, I'm not doing it. Um, you know, but then as a kid, you know, eight years old, you know, you you know, they, they kind of put the old pressure on you, the bad, good cop, bad cop, you know, and, and I didn't get to watch a lot of cop movies back then, you know, at eight years old, you know. Um, but... Uh, you know, looking back now, you know, what they did was illegal and, uh, you know, but they, and they didn't stop them from doing it and, and uh, they questioned me without my parents present, um, you know, you know, telling me my dad's going to get in trouble and he's going to have to stay, you know, the rest of his life in prison and all this stuff. And, and that can be um, scary as an eight-year-old. Yeah. You know, they're in the prison. I mean, they, they, inter- they you know, they, they quarantined me and interviewed me <laughs> and, in the uh, you know the movie room in the I say the movie room the, the they had a little you know I can't remember what it was now twenty inch you know black and white get up and change the channel TV the and bunny it was, ears yeah the bunny ears and it was up on the wall and they had a cage built around it with fence and all this stuff and so we had to watch our Saturday morning cartoons through a chain link fence but uh, I don't know who was gonna who would steal a TV in prison but. I guess maybe that's maybe a problem. Like a riot busting it or I, I guess maybe you know putting it in their their shiv or something. I don't know, but uh, but anyway, you know. And so I did. I was like, man, this is what I saw, and this is you know. I didn't know, I didn't know the guy. I didn't know anything. I could just tell them, you know, in, in generalities, which they saw. I mean, they saw. That's what was so crazy about the situation was that it all happened not 15 feet from where they were sitting. You know, and so that's why I just it blew my mind. And obviously, when the lady came in, it was like. You know, oh, she fell down. Oh, yeah, sure she did. Over and over and over and over again, you know. Um, you know, and so it just, it was a scary situation. And, um, you know, it ended up getting my dad in a bad place, you know. And they, they threatened to kill my dad. And, I mean, and all this is coming down on me as an eight-year-old child. You know, they're calling me, telling me all this. And, you know, and, of course, my family was very, uh, you know, upset with me, you know, for, for doing, you know, putting him in that position and right. all that stuff. and. And, um, you know, but again, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, you know, thank the Lord it all worked out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everything kind of got smoothed out and everything was fine. But, um, you know, you know, you know, people showed up and said, hey, you know, this little boy can't tell, he can't do anything. You know, you guys questioned him illegally. So everything kind of got thrown out. Uh, everything kind of calmed down for my dad. He was fine. Um, but at the end of the day, it was just a lot, 
you know, and, you know, but it taught me early on, you know, that life doesn't play fair, you know, and um, (laughs) it just kind of shows up and, you know, again, does what it wants and leaves, you know, and you, and you're left picking up the pieces, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has a story like that. I'm sure there's, you know, I know there's people that have, have bought the book and called us um, and just said, hey, you know, that, that spoke to me because I, when I was a child, something mm-hmm. happened to me, you know, that I didn't have any control over, um, you know, and, you know, and it, and it scarred me, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, even now I'm sitting here today and, and I, I can relive that moment in an instant and that same feeling will try to come back in like and I remember you know Mm -hmm. seeing that eight-year-old version of myself there uh you know afraid you know and um you know but in order to overcome that you know you 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 gotta you gotta rise and grind you gotta go hey you know hey that sucks that that happened to me that that's terrible that this this bad thing happened um but I've got to get up and 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 move forward otherwise you're stuck in that position the rest of your life Right. You know, and so you're, you're, uh, you know, held captive by it. Right. And so, you know, I mean, if there's one thing, you know, from this, this first chapter of this book that I want to tell people, you know, it's, yeah, you know, life doesn't play fair, but you don't have to either, you know? And, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, having a relationship with Jesus Christ and having a relationship with God that gives us an unfair advantage in these situations, Absolutely. you yeah, know, um, because I, I feel like, you know, when he says, cast your cares upon me mm-hmm. for I care, I care for you. You know, the battle, the battle is not yours. It belongs to me. I, I feel like as Christians, we, we can, you know, go to him in prayer. You know, the Bible says, you know, boldly come before the throne of grace and say, you know, Lord, this was not fair that it happened to me. It's not right that it happened to me. Um, and and I, I, I would like to put this in your hands, and I would like for you to take care That's of it. Right. And and I feel like he will, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell you, don't you know, don't play fair back with life. You know, go go to the Lord in prayer, give it to God, and and I think you would be amazed at what God will do, you know, and where God will bring you. Because now looking back at that, it was the catalyst. Right. That brought you to where you are. Yeah. That, that put me. the drive in your heart. Yeah. yeah. You know, because if that would have never happened, I'd have just went on about my married life, eight, you know, at eight years old, watching cartoons, drinking chocolate milk, throwing a football around, and, you know, no big deal. I just say hey, life's life, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Um, you know, but every person that we've met that's been successful has had a story. Mm-hmm. Not, not that exact story, but they've had a version mm-hmm. of that story where something happened in their life where they went, Okay, mm-hmm. Th- this is my catalyst. This this is that moment in time that's going to change the future. Yeah. And so it has. That's good. Well, life's, you know, you're saying life's not fair. Well, at eight years old, on the flip side of that, I was in a wonderful home. Had a mom and dad who were just awesome. Uh, they provided everything they could for us and had a great church family. My life was just all kind of happy, you know. And so what got me... Um, to have my dream and go to college and do the things that I did was the opposite of yours. It was seeing the opportunity and wanting to do just like my parents, you know, it was wanting to, to uh, accomplish more. Um, and so I didn't have a moment when I was young of that. I don't want this. I had, Ooh, I love what I'm in. This is awesome. I want to keep it up, you know? Um, and so life isn't fair. Look at the way, 
two different situations brought us together and brought us to the moment we're at now. Um, and then we had this road together that <laughs> it got a little bit bumpy. Um, but life is not fair, and I, I would encourage all of you, wherever you are, whatever kind of start you had, man, just decide what you want to do with life and get up and, and do it. Yeah, absolutely. But you also you left out a few things there. So, you know, when, when you went to college, mm-hmm. right, you went to secular college first, the University yes, of Texas. Yes, I went Texas, to the University of Texas. That's right. right. Okay. Um, and you were the... Class president. Class president. Huh? What? Look at that. The yeah. class clown married the class president, <laughs> right? You know, it's a bad school, but still, it's class president, it's right? It's a great school. Look <laughs> um, And so then you were able to, you know, speak, and we watched this the other day on VHS. That was very funny. V- so I found a box of tapes from when I was young, and one of them was the college, my college um, graduation ceremony, and I got to speak as a class president. So I had to hunt for a friend who still had a VHS player. Yeah. And it was great watching my kids' awesome. faces while they watched. Like, so, you have to rewind it? Yeah. What? Jill said, start it again. I want to see it again. I'm like, hold on. So I hit rewind. Uh, she goes, what's what's happening? What's going on? What is this? And I'm like, awesome. you got to rewind it. And it kind of made me feel a little old. I'm like, you know, but I mean, hey, technology has blink and it will advance it just it advanced so fast but but it it was awesome so yes class president um you know and then you know went to gateway college Mm -hmm. and you know um that's where we met urshan college now urshan college Mm -hmm. sorry urshan um and that's where we met and we'll talk about that at a later time um but excelled there as well and uh you know was making bank and money yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. She a gold digger, right? <laughs> but uh, no, she's uh, very successful, and I'm super proud of her. And uh, it's it's just awesome. So, uh, but again, life life doesn't play fair, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but you know what? If if you will, you know, cast your cares on Him and and run to Him in, in those storms in life and those times when you you really need Him. That's right. Um, you know, He He will fight for you, and He will make a way where there seems to be no way. And so when the devil thought he had me, oh, oh, butter, uh, (laughs) Uh thank God for chicken. Anyway, uh, you know, when, when the enemy, you know, has got you down, just make sure that again, you go, you go to the Lord in prayer and he will fight your battle and every single time. So life may not play fair, but you don't have to either. So God bless. Thanks for watching. Thanks for spending some time with us. And, uh, See you next time. We'll see you next time on the RG4 Podcast. God bless.